Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. The Foundations Podcast. Good morning, Foundation Church House. Everybody doing this morning? Yes, yes. Good to see you. Hey, we want to welcome everybody watching online too, because I'm sure there's a bunch of sissies stayed at home. This is my scowl at you right now in HD. Okay, um, but we are glad that you're tuning in. Um, we're glad that you all are here today, and uh, we are continuing our series, Tis the Season. And before I get into that, um, because I know there will be several people that will be gone traveling next week. Um, you may not be able to be here for our one hour, let me say it again, our one hour Christmas Eve service. I've said it a bunch. Um, I am working diligently on keeping my promise to you, um, but it is going to be a great, great time for you to invite your friends, your coworkers your neighbors, your family um, at one of our experiences either at 4 or 5.30 next Saturday night. Um, and so make sure you make plans on being there with us because we will not have service next Sunday. Um, we want you to spend that time with your families um, and your friends that you're surrounded by and just enjoy a day of sleeping in on a Sunday. You're welcome. Um, from Foundation Church, from me to you, you're welcome. Um, I am a little bit strained this morning on my voice. Anybody got the crud going around a little bit? The whole sore throat and everything's just like, yeah, it's awesome. So if I make really disgusting noises this morning, I apologize. Um, but as we get ready to go, um, we are going to be doing something January 2nd through the 6th here that I am calling Seek Week, Seek Week. And we will be opening the church up from 6 to 8 in the morning, um, from that Monday to that Friday, and 11 to 1 in the afternoon. Some of you are like, yes. Um, but just for us to get together and pray. Um, we'll have the church open. There'll be worship music happening here in the auditorium. But I just think, man, we've never done this before, but I think it's just really important for us as a church to come together. Um, and I'm going to be encouraging some of you, um, man, pray about this, but for some of you to fast. Um, and maybe it's not food. Maybe for me, um, I already know what I'm going to fast. It's going to be the most effective thing that I've ever fasted is TV and social media. Um, I will spend a whole lot more in time in that than I do eating. Um, and so I'm going to be fasting that that, that week. Um, but just fasting and praying and, and coming in here as a church body and finding out, man, God, what is what do you have for me as a person? Um, what do you have for us as a church? You know, and just asking God's blessing and his direction and his purpose on our lives, on our families, on our relationships, on our church. And that will be happening from January 2nd through the 6th. 
And we'll have more information on this, but it'll be six to eight in the morning and also 11 to one in the afternoon. So start marking that down. You can make it to one of those. You can make it. Let's be a church that is praying together because growing equals changing. And that is part of us changing is being people of prayer. Today, um, we are getting into our series. And today I wanna talk to you about a different topic. Last week we talked about waiting, and we hate waiting, and we don't like waiting, and I'm there, I'm with you um, on that. The, the week before that is, tis the season to be jolly, and what does it mean to be jolly? And today I'm going to talk to you about a topic that, that a lot of pastors don't like speaking on. I like speaking on this, but it's tis the season to be generous. Tis the season to be generous. And when you go around, right now is a time that Salvation Army, an awesome, awesome um, organization uh, that is doing some wonderful things. They're, the bell ringers are out there, right? When you're walking into the grocery store and you're, you're walking into the mall and they're brave in the cold, you know, and the colder it is, the more generous people are because those bell ringers are staying out there in the cold, right? And you're like, I, got to, I can't walk by this guy or this lady and not put something in the red bin. You got to do it, right? And it's a great way for them to raise money and we feel generous. Um, I will tell you, one of the things I hate on Saturdays is going in to Walmart, first off, going to Walmart on a Saturday, um, be ready for some spiritual warfare because um, it's coming your way. But going to Walmart on a Saturday, the one in Glenpool, which is close to my house, every time I walk in, there's either the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts or this fundraiser or that fundraiser every stinking time I walk in. And I'm just like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. No, no, no. And I've gotten really good at looking at these little kids in the eye. And I'm just like, no, I'm not buying it. I don't need another card to all these different play. No, no, get away from me. Um, I'm not that mean, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, but there's something about this season that makes us feel generous, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> we, we feel generous. We feel, man, I can't wait to buy gifts for other people. I can't wait to do for other people. But I would tell you this, as a follower of Christ, it shouldn't just be a season that we're being generous. It should be a lifestyle that God has called us to. And so I want to talk to you about what does it mean to be generous? What, what does it mean to be a generous person? Well, generous defined means this, liberal in giving or sharing, to be unselfish. Liberal in giving or sharing, to be unselfish. To be free from meanness or smallness of mind or character. To be free from meanness or smallness of mind or character. I think a big mistake that many of us make when it comes to being generous is we think generosity only applies to our finances. We think, oh, well, you got to have a lot of money to be generous. No, you don't. And finances are just one very small fragment of what God has called us to be generous with. I, I do believe he's called us to be generous with finances. I, I totally do. I, that is one aspect of it. But there are several different aspects that this season, that if we're not careful of, we'll just go through and we're not being generous. We're not being a generous people to those that we are around. Some of us this, this, this week, your family's coming in, your friends are coming in, and, and there's going to be a need for you to be generous in forgiveness. 
Because one of your family members have hurt you. One of your friends has said something bad about you. There are strained relationships. There is hurt, there is pain that has happened, and you are going to have to be liberal in your giving of forgiveness. Some others of us, it's going to be our attitude, because attitude's going to be thrown your way. They're going to walk into your house, and there you have prepared, and you have gotten everything ready, and somebody's going to gripe about your house. Well, it's so hot in here. Can you turn the air down? Ah, I'm going to throw up. Can you, can you, hey, Mr. Scrooge, can you put another piece of coal on the fire? I'm freezing here. Shut, you know, shut that pneumonia hole. Um, you know, there, there's going to be, well, I, well, I, don't, I don't like this food. Well, <laughs> that's tough because that's what's served, you know. And they're going to throw attitude at you, and you're going to have to be generous with a good attitude back because the problem is some of us, we're generous with our attitude, but it's the wrong attitude, right? Well, oh, I give you, I'm generous with my attitude, but is it the right attitude? For others of us, it's just grace. It's giving somebody something they don't deserve. And I think there's a lot of us, that's where we're at. There's people that just don't deserve another chance. There's some people that just don't deserve another invitation. There's some people that have just, but you can be generous in your grace that you're extending to other people. For some of us, it's words. It's just words, words of encouragement, words of affirmation instead of the just kidding, the air quote, you know, the just kidding words. Well, I, I'm, just, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Well, and your sibling just kids back because your, your, your communication is so dysfunctional that the only way you know how to really speak the truth is through just kidding words, right? And you need to extend words of encouragement. I don't know where you are, but I can tell you this is your season to be generous in the way that you are living your life. And so this morning, I want to give us three ways to be a generous person. The first thing I would say is this, is that you and I need to be Fred to our Scrooge, is to be Fred to our Scrooge. We all know Scrooge. It's one of my favorite movies, The Christmas Carol. Um, you got Scrooge, you've got this, this mean miser of a man who is a penny pincher. He's selfish, he's dysfunctional, he's mean um, for no good reason. He's, uh, he's just money hungry, and he's this mean, horrible, horrible man. And there has been remake after remake after remake, but my favorite remake is Mickey Mouse's Christmas Carol, and Scrooge McDuck is the best Scrooge there's ever been. It's a fact, it's in the Bible. Um, I love Scrooge McDuck. And we know Scrooge really well because it's such a demonstrative character. It's such a big character in the book. But I say we've got to be Fred to Scrooge, and some of us are like, who's Fred? Are you like bringing the Flintstones into this, Justin? Or, or what's, what's going on right now? Who is Fred. Some of us, we know the character, but we don't know his name. Fred is Scrooge's nephew. And Fred is the one that constantly goes into his office year after year and invites his mean 
angry, hateful uncle to Christmas dinner. Don't want anything from him. Just wants something for him. And he constantly invites him and comes in with a good attitude and comes in and extends grace, comes in and is kind and loving and inclusive. And that's, that's Fred. And can I tell you, you and I, we have a Scrooge in our life. Right? You've got somebody that has been mean, that has been hateful, somebody that has burned bridges, somebody that has hurt you, somebody that you don't want to be around. And God is not calling you just to be a Scrooge back to him. He's calling you and I to be a Fred to our Scrooge. In fact, here's what the Bible says, and it's out of the message translation. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 through 48 says this. <coughs> You're familiar with the old written law, love your friend and its unwritten companion, hate your enemy. I'm challenging that. I'm telling you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer. For then you are working out of your true selves, your God-created selves. This is what God does. He gives his best. The sun to warm and the rain to nourish to everyone regardless. The good and the bad. The nice and nasty. If all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill sinner does that. In a word, what I'm saying is grow up. Your kingdom subjects, now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others the way God lives towards you. That's what Jesus is calling us to be. He's calling us to be a Fred. And being Fred sometimes is really, really difficult. Being Fred is not something that just happens. You feel your way to becoming a Scrooge. You decide your way to becoming Fred. You make a choice to become Fred. Fred doesn't just happen overnight. Fred doesn't just happen because of your feelings. Fred happens because you make a choice to be kind and loving to those who hurt you, to those who don't deserve it. But that's who Jesus is calling us to be. It is to be this kind and loving person, even to the person that doesn't deserve it. Tis the season, this is the moment that you and I are called to be generous towards those who hurt you, who make you angry, who get under your skin. Jesus said it this way, anybody can love the lovable. Any run-of-the-mill sinner can love those that they, they like. But you're called to something greater than that. And you and I, we're called to something greater than just being nice to those who are nice to us. We're called to be Fred to the Scrooges. I love what John Wesley says. He says, do all the good you can by all the means you can and all the ways you can and all the places you can at all the times you can to all the people you can as long as you ever can. I love that. I remember one of the times we were doing Thanksgiving meals, and we um, had several different families through Tulsa Public Schools, 
that needed different uh, um, meals. And we went around into the neighborhoods and, and one year we had so many turkeys and there was a lot of people that weren't home that we just started cold knocking on doors just around here in the neighborhood, some of the apartments, because um, we know there's some people that have a lot of need right here in our backyard. And so uh, me and my wife and my two girls, we went to this one house and we knocked on a door and man, this big guy opens the door and it was just like, what do you want? We're like, whoa, you know, even the girl's like, dad, <laughs> you know, um, just kind of this very, what, what do you want? And we told him, man, we're from Foundations Church. We just thought maybe you are here and you would have use of a Thanksgiving meal. And man, when we told him that, all the hardness broke away and he just started crying right there at the door. And this hard outer shell broke when all of a sudden we were generous, when we were extending kindness and goodness to him. And can I tell you the beautiful thing about the Christmas carol, that story, is that there's a good side inside of Scrooge. Scrooge has become to mean this horrible thing, but there was an Ebenezer side to Scrooge too. There was good that came out of him, and there's good inside of the people that are driving you nuts to the people you don't want to be nice to, and that's what God is calling us to do, calling us to be generous to those people. In fact, it says this in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 through 19. It says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Two time, Paul says, command them. Not, not that it's an option to, and I've got news for everyone in this place, newsflash, compared to the rest of this world, you and I are rich. It's good news. Paul says this, command those who are rich not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in their stuff, which is uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them. This is your duty. This is what you are called to do. This isn't an option to, to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. You and I are commanded to this life. It's not this option, man. If we're truly going to live out this God-created life, man, we've got to live generous, kind, good, deeding life to other people that we are just constantly doing good deeds to those that we're around, to those that we like, to those that we know, to those that we don't know, to the person that took your parking spot at the mall. Do good to those, be Fred to your Scrooge. The other thing I would tell you is this, is that generosity doesn't just bless others, it changes you. Generosity doesn't just change others, it blesses you. Proverbs chapter 25, I mean, excuse me, eleven twenty-five says this, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will be themselves refreshed. The generous will prosper. They shall prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. See, I learned this a long time ago, especially when it comes to the area of finances. 
Man, you can't outgive God. You can't outdo God. You, you can't do it. You, you just can't do it. Just when I think, man, God, now, now, now I've increased my giving, you know, ha-ha, and he just ends up refreshing me that much more and prospering me that much more. And this isn't a you give to get thing. This is just a reality true thing is that you can't outdo God when it comes to the generous lifestyle. His word says, those who are generous shall prosper. Those who refresh others will be refreshed themselves. I love the quote from Winston Churchill. He says this, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. Make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. What are you making your life all about? I remember the first time Casey and I had our first Christmas together, like husband and wife Christmas together. And really for me, it was the first time um, I had ever bought gifts with my money. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom and my dad would give me money to buy gifts from my girlfriend or my fiance, but it was never like my money, if that makes sense. I think all of us probably remember that moment growing up. Um, and, and I remember our first Christmas, I was so excited for her to open my gifts. Like, I was more excited about giving her gifts than me getting gifts. Um, and I, I liked getting gifts, but I was more excited about giving her gifts and seeing her get what I bought for her and hoping she liked it. You know what I'm saying? Hoping I got the right size, all that sort of stuff. Um, the str man, there's some stress involved because if you get too small of a size, um, you're like, oh, I, I didn't notice you put weight on. And if you get too big of a size, it's like, oh, I don't know thinking, you know, it's stressful, stressful. And I remember just the excitement and the joy I had finally getting to give, finally getting to bless others. And, and what I realized is that there was so much more joy being in a position of getting to bless others. And the Bible says this, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And in every aspect, in every area of life, I will tell you that's true. I would much rather bless someone with forgiveness than need forgiveness. I would much rather bless someone with extending grace than needing that person to extend grace to me. I would much rather be blessed to a place in my finances where I can bless someone financially than need the blessing myself financially. It is more blessed to give than to receive. But why do we hold on to it? Why do we hoard it? Why do we hoard our finances? Why do we hoard? I think sometimes we think, well, if I, if I give it, is there going to be anything left for me? Can I tell you, I've never seen anyone go broke by giving. I've never seen somebody grow poor by giving, whether it's finding, I've never seen somebody go poor in their relationships by giving forgiveness. I've never seen somebody go poor in their relationships by extending grace. I've never seen somebody get ran over by extending attitude that is nice. I've never seen somebody be friendless that extends words of encouragement. I've never seen somebody go poor financially by giving and becoming a generous person. 
See, being generous doesn't just bless others. Oh, it's awesome to see the people get gifts. It's awesome to see restoration. But it frees you, man. It releases unforgiveness from your heart, and it changes you. There is a change that happens in your side. It doesn't just bless others, but there's a change that occurs in you. Psalms 112, verses 4 through 9 says this. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous compassionate and righteous. Good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Those who are righteous will, long, will be long remembered. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. They share freely and give generously to those in needs. And hear this part, their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence, which is leadership. Leadership is influence. Influence is leadership. They will have influence and honor. Now, I hear people, the older they get, talk about legacy. Legacy is what, what, what you leave behind. What you leave behind and this scripture is saying, man, if you want legacy, they share freely and give generously to those in need, and their good deeds will be remembered forever. That's legacy. They will have influence and honor. That's legacy. In my brain, this is the way I, I, I picture it. When we become generous, we become, we allow God to make us more than what we could become on our own. Um, when, when I go to Quick Trip in the summer, and I, this isn't an icy cup, but an icy, you know what I'm talking about. Nobody wants an icy today, I understand. Bad timing on the illustration part, got it. But when you get an icy, um, when I first started getting icies, I got this lid, right? Because I was like, okay, you just fill it up. And then this is what I grew up with, was just a flat lid, and you like would fill it up as full as you could, and you licked it down, and then you put your lid on, right? That's what everybody hopefully does. Uh, but there was a change that started occurring, and all of a sudden, they started making this bad boy. A dome lid. So that you could fill your icy above the point of containment that the cup had, right? It made you be able to feel this like above the rim, fill it over still, and I still do this to this day, still feel it over the top, right? And I'm like, and then I put my straw in. I mean, it's just what I do. This is what God does with us in generosity. He makes us more capable of being a better us than what we're able to be on our own. He makes us an icy dome instead of a flat cup. And I truly believe that's what generosity does. It, it, it expands your horizon of what God can entrust in you because he realizes you're not just going to hoard it. You're not going to keep it, but you're going to give it. And when he can trust you to give it, he will expand what your potential of holding and containing his blessings are. Man, I'm telling you, if you will start learning that when you're generous, it doesn't just bless others, it changes you. It is way better to be a Fred than a Scrooge. It moves you and you can't help but become a generous person. But I will tell you this, and it's our last thing, is that generosity is a heart thing. It's not a money thing. Generosity, it's a heart thing. 
It's not a money thing. Jim Elliott said this, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Generosity's never been about money. In fact, a couple months ago, I remember one of the uh, offerings we took up on Monday, Fish brought me this card. He's like, hey, here's something from the offering. I don't ever count offering. I don't wanna know what people give. I really don't. That way I can talk about money freely. Um, and I don't want to be around money because pastors get in trouble with money, and that's not, I just have a credit card. Praise God. Amen. If you've seen me count my mathematical skills, it's even better um, that I don't have anything to do with money. Um, but in the process of them taking up an offering, we had somebody in our church, I still don't know who it was, <laughs> just said, man, I, I don't have anything to put in but this coupon to Dairy Queen. And I hope that you can take you, Justin, and one of your girls out and have a Dairy Queen on me. And man, I still have that coupon. I didn't want to use that coupon. I just wanted to keep that coupon because I was like, Lord, let me be generous like that. That when I think I don't have anything left, there's still something I have left to give. See, that person's heart it's generous. And that's what generosity is. It's not about wishing you had more. It's what are you doing with what you've been blessed with now? And I love what Mother Teresa said. She said this. She said, if you can't feed 100 people, then just feed one. You may wish that you could feed 100 people. You may say, oh, I just wish that I could do this. What? I would love to do that too. I would love to have all this stuff so that I could be generous. Be, I, I would love to give it all away. But you know what? What are you doing with what? You may not be able to feed 100 people, but you can feed one. You can do something. You can be generous with what you do have. And I will tell you this, and it's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. If you're not generous with the little you have, hear me, you'll never learn to be generous when you have much. Because it's a heart thing. It's a heart thing. I close with this. This past week, um, I was surfing Facebook. See, I need a face fast book. I mean, I need a fast Facebook. I said that backwards. Um, I need to face fast book. Um, I need to fast <laughs> Facebook. Um, but I, I, was, I, I just happened to be on, on Wednesday, I believe it was, or Thursday, and I saw this amazing, amazing story that I was like, man, this is too good not to share. It was from one of our um, moms, Ashley Schneider, who just had a child this week. Believe it, I didn't know she was that far along. I was like, whoa, baby. Um, but she simply shared this story, and, and she said this. She said, my sweet boy, Lathan, um, I almost missed this blessing. We drove by an intersection, and Lathan read the handwritten sign a man was holding saying he was hungry and homeless. Lathan immediately asked if we could take him something. We really needed to be somewhere, and don't you understand that? I, I would do that, but I need to do this, and I get preoccupied, and we get it preoccupied with our schedule instead of his schedule. We really needed to be somewhere, but I drove home when Lathan made him a bag with fruit, granola bars, and a bottle of water, and then he grabbed some cash from his piggy bank and wrote this note quickly on our way back. In this note, I think you guys have the picture. I'm not sure. 
just says this, my name is Lathan. I hope you get a house. He gave him $12. And she just said this. He handed the gentleman the bag at the stoplight and told him, Merry Christmas. We made it to our destination in plenty of time, and this mama's heart was so touched. Matthew 18, verses 3 through 4 says this, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. You know, something transpires when we become an adult. And I don't know, Scott, if you guys can put that picture back up. When we're kids and we see that people have needs, we'll give what we have. $12 to a kid, that's a lot of money. Fast for $12 from Chloe, she would have a heart attack right now. Ah, I'm saving that, Dad. What? What do you need $12 for? Something happens as we start growing as we start getting older. And instead of releasing the blessings, we start keeping it. God, I tell you, for some of us, it's about becoming more childlike again. It's about becoming more like the ICs and the $12. Oh, I don't have, Lathan didn't have much. What he had, he was generous with. And I think, man, that's a lesson from a little, little boy for you and I to learn to become like children once again, to become generous with what we do have. Oh, it's a stranger. I don't, I don't know what he'll use it for. Who knows? But Lathan saw the need. He knew he had something that he could do to meet the need, and he was generous in what he did. And this morning, I implore you, not for the sake of this church, for the sake of your soul. Wake up and become the Fred that God's called you to be. Wake up and be this generous man and woman of God because it is so fulfilling when God can trust you with his blessings because he knows you're going to bless others. Man, use the $12 that God has entrusted you and realize generosity, it's not about the money, but it's always about the heart. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for today. And Lord, so many times there's this tug of war between us and our stuff, us and our rights. And many times it's real easy to love the nice people and distance ourselves from the mean people. And so, Lord, in the way of protecting ourselves, we've distanced ourselves from those that have hurt us because it's easier. It takes less effort. But God, I, I ask this morning that we would become generous in grace, generous in forgiveness. Oh, God, that we would love the Scrooges. That we would be a Fred to someone. 
And, and Lord, I, I ask for the rest of us in this place that, Lord, there, there is a constant tug to keep it, to keep it, to keep it, to hoard it. But, Lord, you blessed us so much, and your word commands us to live this generous life, to be generous in good deeds, good works, into sharing and being generous with the finances that you blessed us with. Not to be just generous and rich in stuff, but to be rich in what we're doing with the stuff. And so, Lord, I pray for some of us that you would return us to the child. God, that you'd wake up the kid in us again. Lord, that this season would be a reawakening. That, Lord, we don't know how we got where we were, that we weren't willing to ever even stop and share $12. But, God, reawaken that child once again. Reawaken that kid once again. That instead of saying, well, I don't have much, we share the much that we do have. And that we would be generous in this season and in the next and in the next and in the next. And you would let us realize, God, it's not about the stuff. It's about our heart. Lord, I praise you and I pray, speak this to us today. In Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here this morning, you say, Justin, I'm here, and I've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of my life. We want to give you that chance. If you're, if you're here today and you say, you know what, Justin, I, I've asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior, but man, there's distance between us, and I'm not where I need to be in my relationship with him. And I just need to recommit my life to him. I need to get things right because I'm not at the right place with him. And you need to recommit your life. We want to give you that chance as well. And I'm going to count to three. And all I want you to do is lift your hand right where you are and put it back down. If you're at home watching online, man, you can raise your hand in your kitchen, in your living room, right where you are. And we're going to lead you in a prayer that's going to change your life. When I get to three, one, two, three. Is there anyone here? You just raise your hand. Yeah, there's one hand, there's two hands. Is there anyone else that you just say, Justin, that's me. You join these two hands that are lifted. Is there anyone else before we go any further in service? You say, Justin, that's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. Yeah, I see your hand. There's three hands. Is there anyone else? You join me. If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. And I confess that I've sinned and that I've messed up. But I ask for your forgiveness. I ask that your grace and love would enter my life. I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life that you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, as the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Can we give these three individuals right here in this place a huge round of applause? Can I tell you, it's worth it. Man, it's worth it seeing the lost become found. If you raise your hand, if you were one of these three individuals, do us this favor. Man, go to our Connect Center right after this. Um, we've got some people there that would love to meet you, love to answer any questions that you might have about what just happened, the prayer that you just prayed, and help you with your next step. Because we believe 
everyone has a next step and your next step is to get baptized in water man maybe you got baptized a long time ago when you were kids you didn't know what you were doing and you're like man i need to get re-baptized because there's a significant change that has happened we want to help you take that step and you can sign up to get uh, uh baptized in our next plunge service or you can sign up for our next alpha group which is our discipleship group which is all about how you become a man and woman of god because it is a journey. It's not just a one-time prayer. It's an ongoing decision. If you can't do any of those, text the word RESPONSE to 24587, and we'll send some information right to your phone. If everybody will stand with me across this place, let me tell you, um, there's some messages that you can pray about, and then there's some messages you simply need to apply. And this is one of those application messages. James says this, don't let us just be a hearer of the word, but let us be doers of the word. You know that faith without actions is nothing, is what he says. So let's put action to our faith. Let's let our generosity not just change others, but change us. Because here's what I truly believe, and I say it all the time. Information is one thing. Application is another thing. And when there's information with application, it brings transformation. Let this sermon, let the scriptures transform your life into becoming a generous person this season. I'm going to pray for you and we're going to dismiss you. Be safe as you travel home and thank you for being here. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. Um, And I just ask your blessings upon every single person in this place. That Lord, over this Christmas season, God, that wouldn't make it about anything else but you. That you would be the author and finisher of their faith. That they would let you write your story in their lives. And the Lord, their life would be a blank page, a blank canvas for you to write your masterpiece on. I pray that you would go with them, keep them, protect them, let let them enjoy their family, their friends. And I pray, bless them in every way. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. You can worship with us a little longer or you can go if you need to go. Believe, belong, become. Join us in our vision here at Foundation Church. Our services are every Sunday morning at 9 and 10.45 a.m. And our youth service, FC Students, is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. For more info, check us out online at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.